WGBB Sports Talk Flashback. Amy is Hensley Mullins, and for Yankee fans, they'll remember him as Bam Bam and having played for the Yankees in the early 90s. Today, he's the hitting coach for the Indianapolis Indians, the AAA affiliate for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and he's going to talk some baseball with us. Hensley, thanks so much for coming on with us. Uh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Hey, this year we saw the Yankees do something that hasn't been done in a while, Hensley, and they relied on a lot of younger players. It's, it's probably the first time since you came up with a, a host of young players in the early 90s. As someone who came through the Yankee farm system with a top prospect, could you talk a little bit about some of the pressures of, of having to go through that and having to come up and, and a lot expected of you at a young age uh, playing for the Yankees? Well, you know, whenever um, you get an opportunity to play Major League Baseball uh, for the first time um, as a young player, um, that's, that's pressure on his own already. But, you know, it, it's added dimensions when you're talking about playing for the Yankees and, and being in New York. And, um, you know, the, the expectations are a little higher, seems like. Uh, and winning is, is, you know, with you know everybody in the front office and from San Bernard down. To, um, everybody in the organization expect uh, to do there. So, and and you know, a lot of times you have to be very patient with young guys before they can um, flourish at major level. And you know, at times, you know, it doesn't happen right away. And um, and and for certain guys it does, but you know, for most guys, you know, it takes a little bit of time for them to get accustomed to um, being in the major leagues, playing around these uh, different ballparks, facing new guys, and you know, things of that, that nature. So. Um, uh, patience is, is, is definitely um, detrimental to uh, the success of uh, young players. Do you feel at the time, because the Yankees hadn't won in so long when you played, that they weren't as patient with some of the, the guys you? I remember Kevin Moss came up. Um, you know, did you guys, do you feel you got a chance? Because you started to play full-time, and, and then I know you had maybe some injuries, and, and, and then you, you weren't playing. Uh, do you feel you got um, you know, enough time to prove yourself over there? Well, you know, it, 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 it all, you know, for every player is different. You know, the, at that time the Yankees were in a in a in a on a slide. You know, it's not like now where they won the last 12 years and were in the playoffs the last 12 years. But you know, at that time, you know, the Yankees were in the four or five year dip that they weren't making the playoffs, and and um, you know, they were looking for answers in, in different areas. And and um, uh, you know, I was part of that, but. You know, you can I can sit there and, and cry over spilled milk, but I won't do it. I, I got an opportunity to play for one of the greatest um, organizations in all of sports. Um, you know, if I got a fair chance, you know, that's that's not important. And to me, important was that I that I had um, experience, and um, it's still a, a big part of, of my professional career. You know, everybody remembers uh, me playing for the Yankees. They don't remember me playing for the Expos or the or the Diamondbacks. So. Um, you know, they were probably a little less patient then, but you know, I got an opportunity to get five, you know, almost five hundred bats in the big leagues playing from. So, you know, that's that's uh, more than a lot of people get. You, you mentioned some of the transitions and adjustments. I mean, you were an International League MVP, and and then you come up. I mean, for you personally, what was the one or two things that when you got to the majors were were big adjustments or maybe surprises that you were like, wow, um, I wasn't ready for this. Well, I think uh, the, the the adjustments that you run into as a young player is right away um, when you're not inserted in the lineup on a daily basis and there is a lot of guys there 
Um, you know, for instance, in the September call-up, they're trying different things, and you know, you may play twice, or three times a week, and that's, you know, that that's the rhythm that you have you have to um, um, have to you know to produce. And, and at times, as a, as a young player, you know, that might um, be a little psychological to guys that you know I'm not in the game, so you know, how do I prepare to to play in three days? You know, that's. Um, one of the things is, um, as a young player, it was hard to do. But you know, if 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 you want to stay in the big leagues, then you have to find a way to do it. Okay? So otherwise, you know, they they look for somebody else that can. So you know, it's all about production when you get to the major league level. And um, you know, that's one of the, the things that uh, I think it's hard for young players to do. You know, you played on some really good teams when you were with the Columbus Clippers and some great players. Bernie Williams, I know J.T. Snow was in the organization then, Jim Leyritz, Kevin Moss. You know, players I talk to, we catch up with them a lot. Some of them really have fond memories of their minor league days, uh, sometimes more than their major league days. You know, do you have anything that stands out for you playing in the Yankee system with some of those, those young guys and guys that have had a lot of success as well as you did? Well, uh, to me, it's winning. I mean, we uh, three out of my first uh, four minor league season, we won the championship. Um, you know, we won in '87, my second year in, in Fort Lauderdale with Buck Walter as the manager. We won in '88 um, at Double A with with um, Slum Maryland, '89 in Double A again, and then we won in '92. Um, you know, the championship with some of those guys you mentioned. You know, we had a great team. We won 102 games. With um, JT at first, uh, Bernie and Tanner, Gerald and Wright, um, myself at third. We had Dave Sylvester was then with us. Uh, Brad Osmus was one of the catcher. Um, we had Corey Lavallo, um, you know, Billy Massey, and uh, guys like uh, Samuel Tello, uh, Bob Wickman, um, you know, uh, Royal Clayton. I mean, we had we had a bunch of good uh, players on the team and. You know, those those times were fun for me. Um, the winning aspect of it. You know, even when we didn't win the championship, we were in the playoffs in '90 um, um, in the, in Columbus. Uh, we lost to Rochester in the in the, in the championship series. So, but you know, those those sort of memories that stick with me um, all through my career. And I, you know, I'm a very competitive person, and I try try to. Um, um, live that way every day and try to come to the ballpark with, uh, wanting to win every day. You know, you mentioned that you played for some other teams, but you also played in Japan for three years, winning a championship over there. You know, I recently talked to Cecil Fielder, and, and he had some great experiences over there. Um, how did you enjoy your time overseas at a time where it, the, the States wasn't really open to Japanese players yet, so you probably got to see some really good players that had yet to develop and, and hit the national stage? Right, I think you know I had a great time. Uh, it was three of the uh, funnest uh, years of my career. You know, I, you know there I got a chance to play on a daily basis on, on a high level, and um, you know won the championship my second year over there, first year with the Swallows, which um, you know to this day was one of the most important um, years of my career. We won the you know championship in the Japanese League, and you know like you said, playing against a lot of uh, good players that. You know, uh, at some point got a chance to come over here. You know, uh, uh, my second year over there, Noma was the first one to b- break through in '95 and came over here and then uh, played against Ichiro over there. Played against uh, most of the guys that are um, here. Irabu was on my team. Uh, you know, he was a bust over here, but he was a great pitcher uh, in Japan before he came over. And um, you know, 
just like that, I played against a lot of the, the good, good Japanese players that come um, stars here in the major leagues. Matsui is another one that's playing now for the Yankees. I played against in the Soka Giants over there. So um, I could tell that some of those guys have the uh, the talent and the um, you know the the willingness to come over here and play and, and do well. So and they're proving it. Yeah, I mean, and the one thing people forget, whether it's an American going to Japan or, or vice versa coming here, is it's that you're far away from home and, and there's, there's different cultural things you have to get adjusted to. And some don't like it as, as much as others. I mean, it seems like you really were able to adjust to the culture and, and you had no problems with uh, the off-the-field uh, transition that is so important if you're going to be successful. Well, we're coming from a small island here, so I'm a foreigner everywhere. You know, I was a foreigner when I came here at 80 years old, and I was a foreigner when I went over there at 26. So, um, and you have to make adjustments when you're away from your, you know, comfort zone and your surroundings and, and you know, family and things like that, which is very important to me. Uh, but uh, you have to, you know, have respect for whatever culture you're in and try to learn it, try to deal with it, and and and. You know, otherwise it's hard to have success, you know, and, and the, the career of a, a foreigner in Japan is less than a year, so most guys that go over there don't even make it through the year. They, they get shipped home because they're unwilling to um, learn the language, uh, eat the food, um, you know, deal with the trains, and, you know, you name it. There's a, a long list of things that you have to adjust to when you go to Japan, and, um, you know, and, and a lot of it is... is uh, you know, people are not used to it, and they're, they're not willing to uh, adapt to it, and, and that's why it becomes hard for guys to concentrate on doing what they need to do on, on the baseball field, because the little things off the field uh, continuously show up. You know, you had a, uh, and I was unaware of this, you had a, a very big part of the Olympics in 2000. Uh, your team, the uh, the Netherlands, beat a very tough Cuban team. I believe you had a big hit in that game. It was the first loss they had in something like 21 games. I know you guys finished fifth, but baseball has become so competitive in the Olympics. Uh, and then you were a coach four years later. I mean, talk about some of your experiences in the Olympics. It sounds like you had a, a pretty good time there. Well, you know, it's, it's the one three-week period of the year, uh, every four years, that everybody watches. Uh, something like four billion people watching these games, uh, maybe more now, but at that time in 2000, uh, when, the, when the games were played in Sydney, um, you know, it's, it's, you get a chance to see the best, very best athletes in their sports, uh, and, you know, you get to live there together in the village, and, um, you know, you get to interact with these guys. Uh, you know, you'd be surprised how some of these guys follow your career as a baseball player, and, and that's the fun part of being at the Olympics. You know, you, you know, you see guys, you know, tennis players and and um, uh, basketball players. You think that you're not seeing them, but you know, at the same time, they're not seeing you too. They want to take pictures and, and get autographs and stuff like that, just like you want to. And um, and 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 beating Cuba was, you know, one of the biggest. Uh, um, days in the history of uh, Dutch baseball you know, and, and Olympic baseball, for that matter. You know, that was the first game they lost um, at the Olympics. You know, they had a 21-game winning streak, uh, won the previous couple of gold medals, and um, you know that was uh, never forgotten. I remember um, we could have um, email addresses through the Olympic side, and I got something like 65,000 hits the next day because of that hit. And, uh, wow. You know, it's it's you know those things that, that you know those memories that stay with you for forever. 
Wow, wow. Will you be part of the Baseball World Cup uh, that's coming up? Uh, have you, uh, they haven't contacted you yet. Yes. Um, the, the, this past year, I didn't go to uh, to the um, or this year to Beijing because they cut down on the uh, amount of coaches you can take, and um, you know that's you know the, the baseball is is being weeded out of the Olympics because of the amount. Uh, athletes uh, involved in each each team, so there's a lot of people, and also you know the economics of it, part of it. But um, I will be with the Dutch team in the um, WBC next next spring. Uh, you know, Edley, I know you're the AAA hitting coach, as I mentioned earlier. You have really seen some some talented hitters that you, I'm sure you're proud of uh, going up to the Pirates. I mean, just coming to mind, Nate McLeod, uh, Ryan Duma, just two. I know you spent some time with the big league club a couple of years ago. Um, as a hitting coach, you know, what is kind of your philosophy and, and your approach, and, and how do you help these guys? Because obviously you've you've tutored some, some pretty good young hitters uh, early on. Well, you know the the most important thing is to learn uh, each other individually and 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 try to work with what they have and um, and try to polish polish their skills uh, on a, in a new basis uh, and every bit, every other could be different. You know, it's very hard to um, uh, and I know I've some some hitting coaches do this and I've some hitting coaches that try to make guys hit the way they used to hit, and and you know that's hard to do, and and you lost you lose trust of of hitters that way, and um, you know guys um, if they've been playing baseball for 10, 15, 20 years, whatever, by the time you get them here, um, they used to hit in one way, and and you just have to make sure that you refine uh, that hitting style and 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 work with. But the main thing is, you know, they, they, you have to concentrate on balance for the. For, Foremost, um, balance is very important. Um, proper load, proper hand position, and um, you know, um, swinging down short and long through the ball, and keeping your hand down. Things like that is very, very important, critical to uh, success for hitter. And then we've been very fortunate here to have, um, like you said, some of the you know the McLeods, the Domits, the you know Bautista, the, the Chris Duffy's that, that you know is back here with us now, the Ronnie Paulinos that. You know, are, are are good hitters and are they're um, guys that, that let you get into their world and try to help them out and try to to um, polish those skills to, to get to play in the major leagues. And you know, um, every one of them is different, but I enjoy every minute of them for working with them. You know, you, you mentioned you were from Curacao. I believe you were the first major major leaguer from uh, the island. Uh, since then, you have uh, Andrew Jones, Judge Jerns. Uh, I see that you run a baseball academy over there, and, and I saw the, some of the kids in the Little League World Series. I mean, you must be pretty proud. You've, 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 you've probably have had a huge impact on, on many of the youngsters uh, from back home, and, and you're making a great impact. So we'll talk a little bit about your academy and what you're doing back home. Well, you know, I think I was I was put on this world to you know to do something with the talent I, I received from God, um, you know, as a player for for 17 years. But then at the end of my career, um, I noticed that uh, we the, the game was very very uh, popular on the island, but there was a gap, um, a void there that, that needed to be filled, and and that was by um, opening an academy and, and having a place where these kids can come and, and learn how to play the right way from from young. And um, you know, we start uh, from four years old up to 19 years old, and, and you know, every age in between. 
uh, last year we we got up to 180 kids in the academy, and we have six six teams that play the uh, tournament during the season, during the year, and um, and a lot of kids from other organizations on the island also come practice with us when they when they don't have to practice with their team. So, um, in fact, uh, on the uh, 15th of this month, I'll be opening it for the seventh consecutive uh, year. And, um, you know, we just trying to uh, continue what we started. And, you know, we did clinics for all the little league organization uh, on the island for about four years um, before I opened the academy up. And, and that was with, with all the, our professional players. We have about 24 guys that are uh, professionally signed that play, you know, all over the minor leagues. And, uh, like you mentioned, a few of them are in the big leagues. And, and all of them participated in and helping um, me accomplish this by going around the island and, and giving every kid in the place of the league a, a clinic for free uh, for two hours daily. And we did that over uh, a period of four years. And it was a month long where we every day we went to different parts around the island and, and give these kids uh, clinics. And we did it for four years. And all of a sudden now, um, you know, I'm not saying that that's the reason why, but we've been to the Little League World Series the last eight years now straight. And there's that, and, and, and every time we go back, we continue to um, try to help the coaches out, try to help the the most talented kids out, out um, to become in, uh, professional athletes. Or um, one area from my academy also does, uh, 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 we have a scholarship fund where we put in kids um, through schools here in, uh, in the United States where they can uh, continue to play baseball and, and uh, also um, get their degree so student athletes and um, this year was the um, uh, fourth year of that and so we, we got our first uh, grad, graduate um, from um, Binghamton University this year that Jean um, they graduated from, from this program and we're going to continue to um, Help these kids out. Uh, Major League Baseball is going to come down um, to the island uh, next week to take a look at the program and, and see how far they can also um, uh, land an helping hand for the for the kids on the island. Hey, one last question before I let you go, because I know you're on the bus heading over to the ballpark. I, I never uh, found out where did you get the nickname Bam Bam. Was that something as a kid, or was that given to you by the media or the, when you were in the Yankees organization? No, it was it was when I was on the island playing um, softball with my friends. I was about 14 years old, and um, hitting left-handed, and I was hitting some long home runs left-handed. And my friends thought it was as strong as a <laughs> Batman from the Flintstones, so they started me call, they started calling me Batman. And when I came to the states, um, they you know when they when I had to fill in the um, there was a sheet I had to fill in to uh, to the media. Uh, and somebody said, you know, I just put down Hansley Mullins. I said, uh, Hansley Mullins is a great name. There's got to be a nickname associated to this. I said, well, my friends back home called me Bam Bam. And, uh, ever since nobody calls me Hansley, everybody calls me Bam Bam. All right. Well, listen, thank you so much. Great work with the Academy. We appreciate catching up with you. And good luck with the Indianapolis Indians and the Pirates organization. Thanks, Bam Bam. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it.